the wrestling court. I'd rather have my wrestlers alive now than for them to be carrying weapons and drugs around in the locker room. Like, don't sit there and act like you're some big tough guy. The only time I ever tolerated Jarrett was his WCW 2000 gimmick. After when that, <laughs> when he went to TNA, all of his matches were exactly the same. She's not friggin' safe. It is ridiculous, and she'll laugh at us for this. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Wrestling Court. We noticed that a lot of things happened in the last week in the entertainment world and in the world of wrestling. So we're going to dive in as much as we can. I'm your host, Julian Cannon, returning from San Diego Comic-Con, which I have a lot to say about it this year. Here with my good friend and co-host, Rob. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, your, co- your coverage was amazing, man. You did a lot of stuff, man. I was super proud. I was like showing everybody, like, yo, check this out. Look what Julian did. Look what Julian did. I was very oh, happy. Oh, thank you so much, man. Which before we even dive into um Comic Con, based on what I've seen and covered and based on what you've seen and heard from other people, what was some of your favorite uh, coverage that you've seen? Not only from me, but from other people around. Well, you know, I only kind of followed what you were doing on like the daily stuff. I would see like, you know, with like new rock stars or whoever on YouTube would like talk about like the Marvel stuff. Cause I figured, like we said, why even cover that? Everyone else is going to cover that. It just that would be abysmal to try to even do all that. Uh, the Marvel stuff was very interesting. Uh, you know, all the movie stuff was pretty cool. Uh, the toy stuff, there was a lot of announcements, like crazy with the toy stuff. So, yeah, yeah especially on the uh, WWE front, man. Yeah, Mattel had went book, book wild with like all the announcements they're making. It's like, all right, dude, calm down. Uh, wallets aren't that big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, did you see that video I posted, man? Which one? With the Mattel on the second oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah. I shared that with my with my a couple of groups I have. I'm like, yeah, you see this? I'm like chaos. That's exactly what it was. Um everybody that was there just to get a ticket. It, it was so bad that the fire marshals had to sh- close the entire lineup and make sure that they got their shit together. Well, yeah, I mean it's uh, usually it gets like that. I mean, remember the stuff with Funko normally too is usually that bad too. So, dude, don't get me started on Funko this year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, coming out of uh, this year's Comic Con, I must say, is a very good show, very different. Uh, there was not kidding at all with the mask enforcement, man. Like, I was there for all those days, and they had guard after guard making sure people masked up over there. Mm hmm. That's good. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to become the super spreader. They don't want to be the show that gets, oh, look, you see, it's why we can't have nice things kind of thing. Yeah, that that would have been a conversation if multiple cases would have came out. So far, I've not seen any. Well, I heard like smaller conventions did not, obviously do not enforce it. Some states don't enforce it. Um, Matter of fact, next week, I'm going to be at PowerCon working. And uh, I don't know if they're going to have a mask, any kind of thing. It's Ohio, so I seriously doubt it. Um, but we're gonna be wearing our masks. I get the fuck out of here. We're gonna be going, like I said, we're going to the AEW show too. We'll be wearing our masks for that too. So, are there gonna be? Are you gonna be moderating any panels over there? No, no, we're just working the show. I'm gonna be helping film stuff. 
Uh, I'm going to be on the filming end, and Chris, Shaq, and Billy are going to be uh, basically running around to the tables, making sure the guests need anything. Like, you know, something when a, a guest, uh, the table needs, like someone has to go to the bathroom, they can't leave the table unattended. So, like, Crystal, Shaq, Billy will just kind of cover their table till they get back, you know, see if they need anything, stuff like that. Now, for San Diego Comic Con, I was there for all of those days. Um, the activations over there was pretty good. I think the best one was Severance, that show on Apple Plus, and the mm. Dungeons and Dragons one. Oh, yeah, they're, they're really pushing that one. They're really going hard. Hasbro and was going really hard on that. What, uh, D&D? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're having their very first live-action movie in the next year or so. so well, technically, it's not the first, right? They had a movie a couple years ago with when the Waynes Brothers was in it. That was a Dungeons & Dragons movie. But was it the title, though? Yeah, it was It was a Dungeons & Dragons movie, 100%. It, it sure. was terrible. It was completely <laughs> terrible. It's so bad, they want you to forget about it. Um, but the problem is, I fear with the Dungeons & Dragons, as cute as that is, it, you know how like superheroes is like a niche thing, and even though everyone pretends like they know, a lot of people didn't know. Like imagine a subset of a subset of a subset. Like D and D is a subset of a subset of a of a subset. Like even like you know you're not gonna get away with oh look at that oh that's an Easter egg. It's like dude, there's people that play Dungeons and Dragons probably don't have the Easter eggs that's gonna be in this stuff because. You know, Dungeons and Dragons is like even like less. You know, I, I mean, there are people that play it, but not not nowhere near as many people as that that play Pokemon. You know, I mean, let's be real. And uh, even back in its heyday, it wasn't well known. You know, what I'm saying it was just such a niche thing. And I think people get into it more because of Stranger Things. Yeah, and uh, which is fair, which is hey, it's good for Dungeons and Dragons to capitalize on it. But those people really don't play Dungeons and Dragons. It's shit's fucking long. It's people don't know it like that. I think I knew Dungeons and Dragons better from the toy line and the cartoon show from the eighties, and I love that, you know. But uh, you know those 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 references are are not going to be like you know like the 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 jelly cube that they get swallowed into in the trailer, and it's like all right, yeah, it's one of those cute things that's in the book, and you do it on the art when you're playing the role playing game. But like, I feel it's going to be. It better be fun for like regular people that they don't need to know. That's what I feel. That's what it's going to be, though. At least they don't need to know. I, I saw the trailer over there, and I thought it was good. And he also played one of the scenes in the movie. And there's a good throwback to the cartoon series that appeared in that movie for that I one. I love the cartoon series. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna like it once you see it. It's a it's a main sequence. So that's all I can say for now. Uh, I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to be spoiled. I'll wait till it, if it's hopefully, hopefully they show it to you guys and then I'm going to put it in the movie. That would suck. Oh my God. That would, but I mean, it was also in the, it was part of that scene was also in the trailer too. But once again, how many times have we seen movies that put stuff in the trailer? It's not in the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> they do it a lot. I did you, I don't know if this was at San Diego, but I just saw a trailer for it. The Samaritan. Was it they announced that at San Diego or that just kind of just become dropped on as a YouTube uh, uh, trailer for the Amazon Prime? I think I, I don't think they announced that at um, San Diego. Oh, wow. Fucking that looks really good. It's a festival movie. It's based on a comic book and it looks really cool. It, it looks like that should be a fun movie. <laughs> you know, another a few of the other activations I went to, the House of Dragon one was good. I dropped one of the eggs there and it broke to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. 
<laughs> I, I found out a day I found out about three days later that um someone reported that I dropped an egg over there on ad week. <laughs> they didn't name me, but they just said someone dropped an egg over there. Oh, so Julian did it. <laughs> uh, he killed the baby dragon. Yes, How I did. Should happen. <laughs> you know, um, then I found out that when the regular attendees were going, they was not letting people in for about maybe four or five hours. Hmm. I wonder why. Especially the severance one, because not because of COVID restrictions, but they, after the press got in, they limited to about four people at a time. Oh wow. For all these activations. That sucks. Well, I saw the uh for Super Seven at their store. The line was friggin'. Oh my god. I should have I should have told texted you that bad because I know someone that went there. He was there from from a, probably about eleven a.m. in the morning. Did not get it until around four. Four p.m. Yes. For what? Oh my god, that is terrible. I mean, it's got to be good for Super Seven, but that's terrible. <laughs> I know it's I terrible. Saw the line. I saw I saw the video of the line, like saying, "Yo, Super Seven was like on their Instagram, like film the line, uh, and then they had a day line, and they had a night line." And I was like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "This is ridiculous." I'll tell you something else because um I've also went to some of the panels there that I was invited to. <clears throat> the House of Dragon one was the worst one I've seen live, but it's mm -hmm. mainly because there was zero energy behind it. I think George R. R. Martin was the only one that was excited about it. Uh the moderator fucking sucked. Uh, mm -hmm. and then the the stuff they only showed there was the trailer, and then they talked about it for about forty minutes, man. Before fan questions came in, I think that was the only time when I was in a panel where I was actually glad fan questions came in. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that one fucking sucked. Um, the AEW panel was okay. I was sitting right next to Ricky Starks the whole time. Cool. <laughs> what you said? I said it's cool. Yeah, I was sitting right next to him the whole time. Then I was taking a lot of photos. Uh, the <clears throat> the one thing that came out of the panel was that Brian Danielson announced that he's coming back on Wednesday, which he did. <laughs> I know. I, I saw. I saw yesterday. Uh, right after the panel ended, um, Alistair. Bl I said Alistair Black, Malachi Black, and the other um, Brody, King. Brody King. They attacked Darby Allen. They tried yeah, to put him. That. They tried to put him over the table. Uh, but it didn't break, thank God, because that table was about maybe five feet tall from the platform to the ground. <laughs> yeah, so they just, I like how they just dumped his body on top of him. He just sat down and like just. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad. That was cool. They're, they're building a really good. Like I like the feud they're building with uh, Brody and Darby. It's a really good back and uh, really good, uh, you know, storyline. So they got that going on. Let's see. The Walking Dead stuff was the Walking Dead, you know. Um, the yeah. biggest announcement came out was that Andrew Lincoln and um Denai is returning uh, for their own spinoff series. I went mm. to I went to the fan event party. Thank God they invited a lot of press because a lot of fans was not getting in. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, they were not getting in. I saw every single time when I saw two more people come in, they would not let anybody out. The line was almost the same as when I entered there to when I left. Wow. Yeah, because all because all the cast members were there. Right, 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 right. Uh, I also found out that George R. R. Martin also contacted COVID. Uh it's just it's shit. You know, it, you know it sucks because um during the panel he said that he did not go 
anywhere for the last two years other than the studio to you know help with the show and that was it and family and I, he goes to, he comes to one convention else he gets conquered to the <laughs> utmost degree oh jesus black adam that panel was amazing casual question did sure. people really i watched the video because they said they booed the rock they did not boo the rock no no they didn't i was there they i don't know who said that there was no everybody's showing it and talking about it i'm watching the clip going where's the booze that's not booze i'm like i mean it's it was stupid it was such a clickbaity thing at every tiktok or instagram person every article for like you know even comic book resources and even like all these other sites like them we're saying that, oh, The Rock got booed. And I'm like, well, from when? And I'm no, watching the clip, and I'm like, they were talking about the whole thing about Superman, uh, when Rock was talking about the Superman, whoever plays Superman. Yeah. And people, you know, people want Harry Cavill, you know, Cavill, whatever his name is. Uh, you know, but the problem is, they wouldn't even see it. It's like he got booed out of the place. Like, he didn't get booed out of the Maybe one or two people were booing the fact of Superman not being him. But, like, <sighs> it wasn't, like, that bad. It was, like, they they over. I hate that shit. Like you know, do you know what booze really are? Because that's not really booze. I'm like, <laughs> uh, who's going to actually boo the Rock these days? I mean, you can do it. I mean, trust me. Don't be like at a, at a massive <laughs> booze, man. Like like that night. Yeah, it would take a hell of a lot. He'd have to do a lot worse. Oh, dude, I just to sidetrack really really quick, and we'll get back on topic. I yeah, yeah. finally today saw the clip. I remember when we saw about how it was all about AJ Styles being a flat earther, and that you know he said this guy good points on both sides. I didn't know where that clip came from, and I saw where it came from. It was literally Daniel Bryan calling him out. I didn't know that. I never saw the actual clip. And someone put it on TikTok, and I was watching it today. I was like, holy shit. So that's where it came from. Brian Danielson just goes, you know this guy believes in he thinks the world's flat, right? And I was like, oh, shit. And then AJ's response was like, well, your feet are flat. And, Dan, and Brian Danielson's like, yeah, my feet are flat. But the earth <laughs> is a sphere. And it's like, <laughs> and Renee Young was like, it's on an axis. He's like, well, they just bring up very good points. I'm not a flat earth. I'm like, he's like, yo, it was so funny because I didn't know, like, I thought like he was on a radio show. I didn't realize it was actually on the Talking Smack thing. Yeah, yeah, it was but on Talking Smack. I didn't see because I don't watch that. I didn't know that's where it was came from. So I finally saw it today. I laughed my ass off. So go on. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> that that panel was really dead great. Everybody, mm. I've not seen anyone come to a San Diego panel in full costume since um Tom Hiddleston did with Loki. Oh, that's right. He did that. Well, besides, like Ryan Reynolds, when he does Deadpool, yeah, but I guess the last one would have been Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, it's Tom um, Hiddleston. So when The Rock came out with costume, um, they did like a power effect to. I, I wish right. I could. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did like a power effect to like turn lightning, the lightning, like lightning on. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they gave everyone, including myself, of these kind of badges that had the effect on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was really, really cool. Um, Harry Cavill, I think a lot of people were disappointed uh, until we found out a few days later that he also got COVID while he was on a set of The the Witcher when they were filming season three. Oh, he can't show up if you got COVID. But the problem is, once again, uh, Warner Bros. kind of pulled the WWE saying, no, no, he's going to, he might be there. Maybe. <laughs> I think that's what the fans will admit. Like, he's not there. But they could have said, like, hey, look, due to COVID, he can't be here. You know, you know that way people wouldn't expect it, you know? Uh, they got worked. Everyone, yeah, don't they always? <laughs> so, after, let me think for a second. Let me go back to when I was in the Walking Dead panel. 
at the same time when I was live tweeting, that's when the news of Vince McMahon broke. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, fucking hell. I'm not going to talk <laughs> about this till after this ends. Better off. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, The... The AEW press room took place before the Black Adam panel started, so I got there just in time for the lightning to happen at the Black Adam panel. Oh, cool! <laughs> uh, I gotta say this: um, during the multiple times I went back to the Hilton Bayfront, I visibly saw CM Punk walking with a limp, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh shit, this guy should not be here." <laughs> well, yeah, he said he's he's in recovery, but yeah, he's doing the the rounds, yeah. Yeah, because they was bringing them into different types of um, rooms for all the other outlets in that hotel during the entire right, day. Right, right. So I was like, because we were the first to get him. We got them very early. By the time he got to everyone else, like in different outlets, you could visibly see how tired he was. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, believe it or not, you can wrestle and do everything you want in your life. But man, running around and ask Julian to doing convention stuff, that's fucking tiring, man. It's like doing a marathon three times over. So you can imagine, right? Especially for San Diego. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then you're meeting people after people after people. And yeah. And so it's a tiring process. I can imagine. So let me think real quick. Um, so yeah, the Game of Thrones. I said Game of Thrones. The House of uh, Dragon Paddle is not interesting at all. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> this year for Hall H, I've seen the line. And my God, it was longer than any other line I've seen previously. Usually the line usually stops by one of the boats, right? Mm-hmm. It did not stop until it got to the bridge. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Now, what was the temperature <laughs> like out there? You know, I was expecting it to be hot all four days. But for the most part, except um, Saturday, all the days I was there, it was cloudy. Oh, so that they, they was lucky. They were lucky. Oh, yeah. Because it was miserable over here. I tell you, it was like 100-something degrees this whole week. Yeah, I know. I read all the meters this week. I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, my God. It was terrible. I was like, thank God I'm not in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with this shit. But Saturday was the only um hot day. All the other days was cloudy and mild. That's not bad. That's, that's, that's lucky, yeah. Let me see here. The show floor itself. Um, I've only went two times. One was preview night, and the other was the video clip when I posted on Mattel. Because hmm. I saw all the stuff that they had there. Um, the Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. What I thought was the best thing they had over. No, no, that, that, it was a uh, it was the Hulk Hogan with the 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 the, the exclusive was uh was Zeus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, Zeus. Sorry, Zeus. Yeah, Zeus and Hulk Hogan from the No Holds Barred. I thought that was a that was really good with the way they packaged it. I wish they would just do a single pack of Zeus. So I can customize them for my He-Man figures because that'd be cool to have, but uh, because I don't fucking want a Hulk Hogan figure, go fuck himself. <laughs> fucking these people won't stop with Hulk Hogan. I swear to God, that dude can murder somebody just like fucking Homelander. Those motherfuckers would still cheer him like a fucking piece of shit. Because nostalgia will always win over reality. Go whatever. Oh, you you him. you finally saw the boys finale, did you? Well, no, I I know about it. I didn't watch it. I watched the uh, the beginning of the new season. Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I know what happens. I mean, it's hard to avoid what happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that scene was so badass. <laughs> the, the evil, it's just like, yeah, he's supposed to be evil. I get it, but you know, they're gonna pay, watch that series is gonna paint themselves into a wall. That's gonna be a problem. You know, that's the problem when they do these anti superhero comic book movies 
and series like The Boys is a comic, but I, I fucking can't. I'm not a fan of. I'm a little sick of tired of everyone trying to rip off The Watchmen. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what all these series are. Like every single one of them is like, oh, they're a bag, they're superheroes, but they're actually assholes. It's like, all right, I get it. Yeah, you know, I'm a little sick of that too. Like, how about like come up with an original idea, something a little different? Oh, but there are superheroes. It's just like Captain America and Superman, but they're assholes. I'm like, yeah, we've seen it already. It's called The Watchmen. Fucking came out 30 years ago. I'm I'm just a little sick of it. You know, it's a little bit too much now. Because so you, uh, you have uh series. Being invinci- Invincibles, whatever, similar yeah, shit too. Like, fuck that shit too. Go ahead. Marvel Studios. I did not even want to go in there. Oh, I, blame I, me. I, I got I got my invite at the last. I'll say within the last thirty minutes before it happened. I was not going in there. I did not care because I was going to see yeah. the stuff that was coming out. So we got the full schedule for the next few phases. Yeah, we got Quantumania coming in February. Secret Invasion coming out in 2023, Guardians mm-hmm. 3 in May 6th. And from what I've um heard from a few people like uh Brandon Davis and others that was there, they said the trailer was a bit emotional. I don't know to what context. And for which 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 movie? Uh <clears throat> Guardians 3. Oh yeah, they're talking about like from what I'm hearing, it's like really like uh it's gonna be the last movie, but like, don't forget the characters aren't dying. They, they don't need a space adventure story when you can, everyone can go to space now. You know what I'm saying? So like, just incorporate the Guardians into the rest of the, the Marvel universe. It's it's about time to. Uh but like, yeah, it's more about. I'm assuming because they didn't really. I don't know how much they stated, but it's with the high evolutionary, which had to happen because of Rocket. We always knew that Rocket was created by the high evolutionary, which that's a big deal, and. uh and that you know, there's the origin of Rocket, a lot of it, and then you know there's gonna be a lot of you know down shit. I'm assuming like you know, it's not gonna work well with Gamora because it's not the right Gamora, and it's gonna be a lot to it. It's gonna be a very heavily well done movie, and I think it's a good way to end it. We got Echo coming in the summer of next year. Uh, Loki yes. season three. Wait, mm-hmm. season two. two. Se- yeah, season two of the summer of next year. We got the Marvels coming in July next year also. Mm-hmm. I will say this: the ending of Miss Marvel, I think, introduced the mutants. I'm not sure if you think the yep, same thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. mutation is the mutants. It, it they, instead of here's the thing about the um, here's what happened with Kamala Khan's character in the comics uh, was technically made by the Terrigen Mist, which is what made the Inhumans. But the only reason why they did that is because Marvel at the time was pissy with 20th Century Fox because the whole thing yep. with the X-Men. So they didn't want to create a new mutant character because if they did, then then 20th Century Fox would have the rights to use it. And they're like, no, fuck that. Uh, you're an inhuman. It's another, it was the way around it. But the truth is, they always kind of wanted her to be a mutant character. Uh, but they did, they couldn't do it. So they rectify that, and it's a good way to introduce. And I also think that you, they're gonna, if they bring in Namor in, Namor is the first Marvel mutant. So uh, that's going to probably get established in the Black Panther Wakanda forever. So uh, let me go back to the schedule here. Let me see here. Where are you? Where the heck are you? Where the heck are you? All right. So back to the schedule. We got Blade coming out next November. Ironheart. Yeah, me too. Ironheart. Which is cool that they've been establishing her in Wakanda forever as well. Yes. Cool. We got Ironheart in the next fall. We got Agatha, Coven of Chaos. 
this one I'm a bit mixed of is because how many fans actually want to see this as a show? I think Disney was like, okay, we're going to catch on from all the memes that came out of WandaVision. So let's make our own show. I don't know well, how no, many, I don't know how many fans actually want to see this as a show. They made Agatha. What's cool about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what they're able to do is they're able to take characters that people know about, may know about, but really don't give two shits about. I mean, how, I mean, no disrespect, Agatha in the comics was very integral to the storylines, you know, but she was not like, yeah, she wasn't a big player. Right. And what they did a great job of making her more important in the series, which is really cool, that you can do a spinoff with a character that ends up being cooler than her comic book counterpart. Uh, let's be real. That doesn't happen often or well. And like, you know, let's be real. Phil Coulson was beloved in the Avengers, in the whole original Marvel phase one. And then they brought him back for the series. And the series was cool for a while. You know, then it went too far. But uh, for a while, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was cool. And, you know, it was from a character that was only created for the for the movies, you know, for the series. And then, like, at the end of the day, Agatha, who was, like I said, very different in the comics. It's cool to have her. And I, I think it'll be fine. i like to see how they'll, if this takes place prior to her mind getting wiped into Wackyville from WandaVision. I wonder, if, because Wanda is technically, guys, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, uh, tough. I'm wondering if, like, because Wanda might be dead, that her spell wore off on Agatha. You know, okay. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if Wanda. I honestly, you don't see Wanda die, so you don't know if she really died. Uh, it's very possible that she didn't die. She might have just encased herself into the uh, thing. You don't know. Um, but if Wanda, if Wanda is dead, maybe the spell, the reality spell, wore off on Agatha. So I'm curious to see. How, what they do with the show and what what it's going to be about. We have Daredevil coming in spring 2024 with 18 episodes. Someone made a joke online. It was so funny. Like, what is Marvel fucking doing? Like, it's an actual TV show. What's wrong with you? 18 <laughs> episodes. That's like three seasons on Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> we have uh, Captain America: New World Order coming in May of 2024. Yeah, Anthony Mackie's first. Uh, you know, big film, film for himself. That's cool. I like to see how that yes. is. We got Thunderbolts coming in July of 2024, which is Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I mean, essentially, little, I mean, he's similar, but I, it really wasn't exactly the same. It, it is different to a degree. I mean, that's a good way of explaining it to people who don't know, but uh, it's definitely wasn't like, like you know, that's the, that, I mean, that's that's the way I could explain it because I read it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's just the way how people keep promoting it us, but it's a, it's a way more complicated than just being a Suicide Squad because it's not really a Suicide Squad group. It they are D-list villains that became heroes, but it's more like a Hail Hydra type of thing that people didn't know that. They, see, here's the thing: was the Thunderbolts put on fake disguises, right? And they pretended to be heroes, but they were actually the villains disguised behind. They, they people didn't realize it. Like it wasn't like. You know, they were jailed, and this was the way it w- that wasn't how it was in the Thunderbolts book. You know, it, w- it was like, you know, he was called like something victory, uh, and that was fucking Baron Zemo. And it's like every character was a villain, but they put on a persona of a superhero. So it's very, it's, it's different enough. So they're calling the phases between four, five, and six the multiverse saga, <clears throat> which is pretty much what it is. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's Marvel has for a long time dealt with stuff like this. I mean, back from the Secret Wars, the original Secret Wars, to the uh, Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity Crusades, through to the Atlantis Attacks books, from uh, the Scroll Wars, and like the there's it there's been a lot of that. So it's been like not just multiverse, but space in total too. So it's like a lot of space wars. With the scrolls, then you had that the secret invasion storyline, then you had the secret wars later one, which was the, the 2000 something secret wars because it was a secret wars one and two. Yeah, that was the second one. And then you had the uh, Infinity Crusade, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Crusade books. Then you had the back in the late 80s, you had the Atlantis Attack series, which is like Atlantis is attacking the whole Marvel universe. You had a uh, fuck, there were so many different sagas over the time. Obviously, Civil War happened. But then, like, you know, the then you had, like, um, I mean, when you get to the X-Men, the whole thing with the uh, Phoenix Saga and the whole Shi'ar Empire, that's all space stuff, too. So the, there's lots of, you know, extra special stuff that happens with Marvel. It's not just, like, you know, I punch you in the face, supervillain on the ground. It's, like, space stuff happens a lot. So for Phase 6, um, so far, until, I guess, uh, D23 in September... Or yeah, I think it's September or late August. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, they're gonna, they're, yeah, they're gonna fill this whole thing up. So we got Fantastic Four coming in 2024, and then in 2025, which I believe one of these films may get set back because there's no way I believe two Avenger films is coming out in the same year. We have Avengers: The Kang Dynasty and Avengers: mm-hmm. The Secret Wars. Uh, the Kang Dynasty, I believe, will come out as planned. Secret Wars, I believe, will be out in the next two years after that. Within, I mean, but the Kang Dynasty is going to be interesting because you know that's the story where Kang takes over the world. They destroy the UN building. I was thinking, even in two thousand one, when I was reading, I was thinking, is the world really ready for a post nine eleven type world in the MCU? Well, here's the thing about Kang. Kang really has been retrofitted in the Marvel Universe for the last 30 years as a catalyst for a lot of stuff. See, Kang went back into ancient Egypt, and because of him, that's where Apocalypse came from. So, like, a lot of elements that have happened in the Marvel Universe are the effects of Kang the Conqueror. And, uh... Kang Prime or whatever you want to refer to him as the original Kang that did all this Franklin Richards uh, not Franklin, yeah, it's Nathan, Nathan Richards Nathaniel Nathan Richards, Richards. In the, not, not Franklin, Nathaniel Richards uh, there's a lot to do there and I believe the Secret Wars or whatever the Secret Invasion, Secret Wars whatever the movie is going to be after Kang is going to be the biggest uber-duber crossover everything it's going to be, I feel, their version of the infi- the crisis on infinite Earths. Yes, that, that's 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 you're going to see Chris Evans coming back. You're going to see fucking Robert Downey Jr. You're going to see every fucking possible venture coming into this one film. It's going to make Endgame and all that's that. That's going to blow out Endgame. It's going to look like a joke, and it needs to be a couple years away because after that, they need to reset the world and just make regular films again. But you needed to get to this point because without look what they did in Endgame really fucks up timelines. And it's cool that they didn't just oh everything's fine now. You know they didn't just ignore that. So I think it's important that when after that, then that's when you'll get like after that movie is when you'll get like the Young Avengers and then like stuff a little more normal, a little more get your your Marvel universe into a, a, a I guess into a balance. 
You know, I think after that, that's what they're going to really introduce X-Men. See, I don't think they're going to wait that long because they're going to want to have in that secret wars, Hugh Jackman and stuff like that, you know, the Wolverine and the big, every multiple dimensional versions of every character. So I, that's where I feel that's going to happen. No, no, they actually can't because um, when Disney brought out the studio, Fox Studios or whatever, 20th Century Fox, uh, the contracts carried over. So it's kind of like the same, same situation when um, WWE bought WCW and they couldn't get the other contracts. Yeah, it's kind of the same situation here. Yeah, but by that time, it probably these movies have made them enough money they can pay off for anything. They'll they'll make it work. They're going to make it work. 100%. Yeah, that's the other. Th- Here's the other thing: those contracts don't expire till 2025. <laughs> There's no way they're going to wait that long to get Hugh Jackman in. They'll want to get that storyline done by that movie. You really 100%. think? Hold on. You really think Hugh Jackman is going to be in the MCU in the year 2025? For the one film, for the one multiversal thing, yeah, because it's like probably a two day work 100%. Because don't forget, they got Patrick Stewart in as as Professor X, right? You can get Hugh Jackman in 100%, they'll get him in 100% because that's the one people want to see. It's not they don't want Scott Summers, they don't want all those other characters. And if they did show up, that'd be cool, but you don't really. Need all of them, right? You need just Wolverine. Let's be fucking real, right? It's the movies people want fucking Wolverine. No one cares enough about anybody else in that universe, so they can make it work for the multi crossover thing. And then it'll be a couple of scenes, and it'll be done, and then they'll set it, and then you'll have your new way of bringing the X Men, like new Wolverine and whatever. But they're gonna establish them well before that. Just like everyone's like, oh, Kevin Feige said that. The Fantastic Four movie is not going to be an origin movie. Yeah, you know why? Because they're going to show up before that. Yeah, they are. They're going to introduce Reed Richards. They already, they already technically introduced a Reed Richards, but they got to introduce 616 as Reed Richards. They're going to introduce those characters well before the Fantastic Four movie, and which is what I've been mean, great, a great thing to do. Because remember, the Spider-Man that we got with you know Tom Holland technically was introduced in the Captain America movie. Civil War. Yeah, was in the Civil War. You don't need to explain their origin. Just put them in there. People will know. People went nuts when they saw Reavers. People went nuts when they saw Professor X. They understood the reference. They know what they're about. Just put it in there, you know? T-Mobile is the leader in 5G. We also believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max. Now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us and taxes and fees included. You won't find this with the other guys. In fact, you'll pay more and get less. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone, we'll pay it off. Only at T-Mobile. All right, we are back. <laughs> we are back. Now let's get to the wrestling portion. <laughs> so, like I said earlier, while I was in the Walking Dead uh, panel, the news broke that Vince McMahon retired at age 77 while I was live tweeting the Walking Dead at the panel. So the word going around is stuff we talked about a few weeks back that if Vince used his use the WWE money or their company money for this whole thing that he was going to get screwed out of the ass 
And it appears that's what happened based on that Wall Street Journal report. Yeah. Yeah. So he was practically forced out of the company once they found out during the investigation. I mean, we could say he's forced out. He's not actively a part of it. He retired. You know, he gets to have these beautiful hashtag thank you Vince bullshits. Meanwhile, the man is actively being investigated for obviously company fraud. But the truth is, why is it fraud? Because the hideous, disgusting things. I, I, what makes me mad, Julian, I know we're going to talk about this a lot, yeah, but yeah. is that what makes me really mad is like he didn't get in trouble for the things he should have gotten in trouble for. For all the hurt he has caused people over the years, he got because it's by always always numbers, you know. It's always gonna be oh, because you didn't dot the T and slash the I's, but that makes it okay because there's so many freaking assholes that are defending him. They're going to defend him. And no, dude. Oh well, because you want to have some fun with some broad. That's not no. Stop. You guys are talking about one fucking lady, okay? All the other people he preyed upon forced upon years julian we've talked about on this podcast fucking 40 years ago he went to snook his girlfriend's family goes here's 25 thousand bucks shut the fuck up he protected a murderer you know what i'm saying he protected pedophiles he forced his wrestlers to do steroids so they would look bigger and then he had one of his wrestlers lie for him under oath which we all know is what happened you know what i'm saying then case after case after case he's dodged fucking bullets Bullets, 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 disgusting fucking behavior, but it's because of money. And then having this, these fucking idiots. Hashtag thank you, Vince, because my nostalgia matters. Bitch, he's a piece of garbage. In your they still found a way of, of appeasing his ego when he was gone. Like, stop. It's not right. They're making it seem like, oh, he didn't do nothing wrong. All these these dudes out there, all these guys that, oh, you know, if I was in the same part, what would it matter? No, first, like, you're never going to be. All right? Shut the fuck up. Ain't no one want to be near you. You're nobodies. And it's disgusting because as a as a father and as a husband, and as a, a person who has a sister and a mother, if, if God forbid, if finding out when I was a kid, my mother had to work a job working for Vince. And I'd say, you know, he tried to do what he did to that female referee. As a as an adult, I'd be like, I would want to hit this old dude. You know, he used his power over people, and that is disgusting. And everyone's gonna say, Oh, but he's not the only one that's done it. Does it make it any less wrong? It does not. And I would not be the first to defend Vince on that because I I'm not. Um, for ones the fans that are doing those hashtags, I'm just questioning their morals. But the wrestlers, on the other hand, I got nothing to say about it because well, they I got to get paid. You know, they're working. Yeah, they're, 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 they got to not only worry about their job, but despite how Vince was creatively, he made all of them rich, whether we liked it or not. Well, I hope to God, but they're the ones putting their fucking bodies on the line. I hope they got fucking rich. <laughs> and and let's, let's be real. We've seen the money. Some wrestlers were rich. Some did very okay. Let's be real. Yeah, some and others blew it all on um something to sniff up their nose. Well, what you spend your money on is your problem. But at the end of the day, is that some of those paychecks? When you see some of those, when you see especially nowadays paychecks, you see some of those numbers of some of those wrestlers. You're like, well, that's not 
all that much. Hearing some of your top female talents making like a hundred thousand dollars a year, that's that's dude. I make seven. I don't want to. I'm not bragging, but I make about seventy eight thousand dollars a year. You know, before taxes. You know, and uh, I work a lot of hours, but I also don't have to get suplex in the ring and fuck over by injuries and fucking flight delays and fucking travel delay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that great either. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there are things that say, oh, but they get cuts of T-shirts. And that's true. But if those shirts sell, at the end of the day, it's like, I feel that maybe they didn't all get rich, but they're okay. They're working a job and they're able to do what they got to do. And they're doing the job that they love, right? Let's be real. At the end of the day, you became a wrestler. You didn't become an office worker. You didn't become a porter cleaning stuff. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean the guy isn't wrong and he hasn't hurt many people over the years. People look, you know what I hate? Uh, I can equate this to a story. I told you I did jury duty a few years ago and like, it was an old yeah. guy hit, hit a car. Remember I told you it was an old man. He was like in his late eighties. It was a sunny day. A woman was trying to figure out to get off the lane and he just plowed behind her. All the jurors that were with me felt bad for the old guy because he's like my dad. He's just an old guy. No, he hit that fucking woman. Who cares if it was your dad? If he did something wrong, stop feeling bad for him. And this is what's happening. They're using their nostalgia. Like, oh, you know, he, he really helped my childhood. And all those wrestlers are getting really well fed and taken care of. Yes. But on, on, on the flip side, he has fostered a business built on backstage politics bootlickers and ass kissers and, and fucking brown noses which we all know about what is it the famous story every writer who gets fired from WWE says you're writing for an audience of one right yep. you're not even working you're not even doing your job the right way because you don't even know what's going to happen the next minute because like right, I wrote the storyline well it means nothing because Vince just doesn't get it he doesn't know that reference or he doesn't get this thing and then it's a problem because on top of all his evil job things he's also the out of touch person who doesn't realize times change only when it benefits him to protect his name and call things fake news or do whatever it takes you know all the bullshit uh it's sad because when you see an older rich person we've always said this doesn't matter who it is when they're surrounded by yes men they never see what they're doing wrong and that goes for anything. I told you at my job, we are a person who owns Renato. The dude is like the Vincent man of Renato. Realty. <laughs> no one says no to this man. I've seen it. They, he said he, he was doing stuff as if he owned the people, if he owned everything. Like, you don't own the people, bro. We work for you, but you don't own us. And he treated us as if we were property and he was out of touch and he didn't care and no one told him no literally when he was wrong they said let him let it mess up and then he'll get mad at somebody then he'll fire that person even though that person wasn't responsible for it because he doesn't want to be wrong even though he made the decision that's not right you have to be as a human being know where your fucking limits are and these people are not held accountable for so, yeah, okay, I'm glad we got my money. But do you really think at the end of the day Vince is going to go to jail for money? No. No. He's going to blame whoever was supposed to do his money 
handling for him. He's going to say, well, I'm an old man. I'm running a multi-billion dollar corporation. I don't know about this money thing. I'm an old guy. I'm forgetful. And then, oh, but he's my nostalgia. And he won't get in trouble. And then the hashtags, oh, thank you, Vince. Oh, thank you. And no, that's my problem. Do I love WWF? And I'm not going to say WWF. I'm talking about WWF. Yes, I grew up on it. Like, Julian, you know, like, you in New York, it's all I had. I didn't see WCW. I told you that. I didn't watch WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I wasn't loyal to it because I'd watch ECW. Then in the, in the 2000s, I watched TNA, and I would watch Ring of Honor when I could. I would watch, you know, whatever thing I can get my hands on. And I would also go back to WWE. You know, I was a big fan of wrestlers they had there over the years. But, you know, I'm not going to say thank you for all the memories. What? I remember as a kid – you shoving Hulk Hogan down my throat, and I didn't like him. Everybody else did. I never did as a kid. So at the end of the day, what am I thanking you for? All right? I'm, I'm not going to sit there and thank fucking Martin Goodman for creating timely comics because Captain America came from that. You know? You, you don't just think it's a, it, it, it takes more than one person to dance, bro. It, it takes two to tango and it takes a fucking village to build a community, which what WWE is. Yeah, it may be Vince's umbrella, but every single talent came through was someone who made it that business what it is today. And all the bad stuff that he's personally done should not be washed away because, oh, it's nostalgia. <laughs> now Triple H, uh, Stephanie McMahon, and Nick Khan is taking over with Stephanie and Nick Khan being co-CEOs, while mm-hmm. Triple H being head of creative. Now this is a really great move. I don't think it's going to change in one day it's or gonna, one it's night. Take a while. It's going to yeah. take a long time for it to we fully start seeing changes. And Triple H said he wants it to be open communication with everyone in the locker room based on that meeting report we saw a few days ago, which is right. like. Very good first step. Now, <clears throat> when you're you're in WWE, you're seeing this, you're probably thinking, okay, great, time for some change. Now, if you're in other wrestling promotions that used to be in WWE or heard some stuff about Triple H, you're probably thinking, oh, shit, should I come here now? Now, since Triple H has had a creative, this should really open some eyeballs to not only AEW, but also Impact Wrestling and a few others. This this is really going to be a game changer down the line. Well, it, it's it's good all around because don't we want good wrestling no matter where we go? Yeah, don't good wrestling good and product? good and good stories. We want good stories. We want good creative. One thing we've always bragged was that NXT was wonderful. No matter how what level it was at, even their weakest show was still better than anything we watched on SmackDown and Raw. Right? We we yeah. said this, and so we know that, that Triple H definitely has he Julie, Julian dude Triple H loves wrestling more than he loves anything else. We know that. Maybe he did some fucked up stuff in the best, but we know what po- See, I think at the end of the day is if they can get rid of the politics, it will be very useful. Problem is the politics is ingrained in those older cats. And I'm hoping it's not ingrained in Triple H. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm hoping- uh, and I'm going to continue there. Um, because we hear people saying, oh, uh, we're going to change NXT back to black and gold. Oh, we're going to get five-star no. matches every week. That's not – let me give the reality here. That's not going to happen. What we're going to see down the road is a better product. That doesn't mean every yeah. match will be 20 minutes. It means that it will all the creative would not be for one person. Because That's remember, the point, yes. Yeah, because remember, Raw's three hours, and they have to – 
not only do what they did normally, but also reformat the show. They have to realize, hey, we got all these sponsors and, and all this other stuff. So how they use all of that and implement them in their creative is going to be the discussion, not about 20-minute matches. Right. I mean, you can have your longer matches because it is a three-hour show. Give the time in the ring because it is wrestling. It's true. It's it, The product is in the ring. And no matter how much Vince in the back in the days and Kevin Dunn and all them wanted to pretend they were making movies, they weren't. You're making a wrestling show. The, your, your, your sponsors do know what your product is. Let, let's be fucking real. They know your money is actually in the ring. Okay? We know that. Reformatting and restructuring can give more time to more talent. They actually, out of any wrestling program, have the most time on national TV. They do. They have the most time on national TV. When your main show is three hours long, your other show is two hours, that's five solid hours on network television. You can get people over. You could take your time. And there's no rush because it can't get any worse. The idea is that Triple H is going to take a while. He's still got to implement the stuff because no matter what people say, Vince is retired. It's still Vince's show until I hear otherwise. He is still 80% stockholder or whatever the fuck his numbers are. He hasn't given that up yet. He hasn't lost any power. It's a joke loss. He's like, he's retired. That doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? What happens to that company is still going to filter through him no matter what for at least a little while. Yeah, it's going to take, we, I, I would say it's going to take at least six months or to the early point of next year until we start to release or, changes. Or, or until they actually do some trial against the, against Vince, where it actually they have to make him forcefully go away. Because until that happens, it's not going to be what you think it is. You know, when people talk about, oh, it's going to be TV 14, just no, change it's it. Not. TV it's not. 14 doesn't fix anything. You know what? With AEW, I don't think it says TV 14 when you turn on. It might be TV MA, maybe a, a mature audience. But their product still has to appease everybody, right? They still have to get through their show and, and, and have like sponsors just like WWE has. So not every segment is going to be this TV 14 sexy, sexy, sexy time. Because I think that's what these older fans are looking for. They want... They want 1998 back. That's what they want. They want the girls not wrestle and have them strip their clothes off. They don't really want to see women wrestle. Uh, it's a proven fact that very few women that get on the show are given, are, are, are cheered like they're supposed to. Certain ones are, absolutely. But not everyone is. If it was up to Kevin Dunn and back in the day, they would have been TV fucking 14 and those you would have seen fucking Lacey Evans get into a broad panties match. And it would have happened. It would have happened if it was up to them. Yeah. It's the idea that it, it's not beneficial to them right now because we have a changing moment. We have a change. We treat people equally at the point. But it's going to take a while. So TV 14 doesn't really mean anything. I'm not looking for a mature product. What I'm looking for is is better stories. Some stories could be mature. Absolutely. You can do mature without crossing a line that is uh, necessary to change the, the the structure of the showtime. You could also do what WWE used to back in the day. You had Monday Night Raw and then Warzone. They had split the hours into two Oh, oh boy, dude. They, they tried that a few years back, if you remember, before the pandemic started. You remember that shit? That the oh, third, yeah, the, the third hour is going to be more risque. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do shit with it. They, no, was just, they, they just 
they didn't do anything. But the idea is that what I mean is they don't have to be risque. But like, let's say if you have a storyline that you feel that might be more adult, you put it on a later time slot, and that's what WWE used to do when when there was Raw was on. It was War, War is Raw, and then War was War Zone. The War Zone was the second hour, which was Stone Cold pull out the gun, make Vince piss his pants. You know, all those segments came on later at night. And the reason why is because you could say, well, it's after nine o'clock at night. Little kids shouldn't be up. This is more of an adult thing. And they would actually put the uh, rating change at the corner between the hour break. And I got to correct you. It's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> well, now, but back then. Wasn't back it, then, it was ten after 10. Oh, it was nine and ten o'clock. <clears throat> I thought Raw went on at eight o'clock back then. No, back then Raw was on at nine o'clock. Oh, it was Raw at nine and then ten o'clock. Warzone. Ten o'clock was Warzone. Jeez, I can't even remember anymore. Uh, I I just remember watching it. So I didn't remember. Oh, that's right, because WCW would lead in because they would have the eight o'clock, eight fifteen yes. spot. Right. Okay. 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 Right. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize. Um. But the idea is that the the announcers would also say, "Hey, it's war zone time," and it would let you know, "Okay, kids, get the fuck to bed. This is more adult." You know, he didn't <laughs> stop the kids from watching it anyway. Yes, but, yeah, Stone Cold is coming out with a gun this week. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> but you know, no one's going to bed. Everyone's watching it, and that's what you did. But uh, at the end of the day, like it's if that's what needs to be done, just uh, it it's it could be so subtle. Just changing certain storylines to fit certain time slots. That's all you need. And it doesn't have to change the program at all. Uh, but that's going to come in time. We're talking not even by the end of this year. We're talking next year sometime. Or until Vince is on a trial. Let's let's be real. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, is it a good start? I just find it all funny how, like, you know, Nick Khan's like, we're open for business. We're going to do this. I see things changing. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's still Vince's call. All of a sudden, Vince is gone. It's right. like... Say wow. what you will, say what you will about Nick Khan, but that guy is smart. <laughs> he he's a businessman. He's a smart business. He don't give a fuck about wrestling. That's why he's making so much money. It's <laughs> no shit. Who knew that the non the non wrestling related guy is going to really make lots of money because he's yeah, a really big deal. That's, oh wow, soon. That's a oh, guy. Dude. Sorry, that's a guy AEW needs. Not just a guy who knows business, but a spokesperson. Every time I see Tony Khan on these media calls, I have to shake my fucking head because either the cocaine slipped through or he wants to cut people off every single time. He needs a yeah. freaking spokesperson. He need, he needs definitely someone to help him out with that. He's taken on a lot of responsibility. He's done a lot of good for that company, but he's also like at the same time, it's like you're, you're going to spread yourself a little too thin. I agree 100%. You need someone just to be like that mediator, the one to handle things like, you know, more laid back, like a Nick Khan has, you know. Uh, and I definitely think there's someone in the company that could do it for them. Uh, you just got to you know, allow it. Speaking of um, AEW, what the hell was that yesterday? Great heel turn with um, <clears throat> Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks. But I love the, why yeah. Why did they need to follow that up with a rap from the Acclaim? Again, I like the Acclaim, but they didn't let the shit breathe for a few minutes. Well, I think it, it handled it. It was a decent amount of time. Uh, it wasn't a lot, a lot of time, but Ricky Starks also had this great in first out, what they did. What I loved with Ricky Starks is a beautiful use of him. Uh, they gave him a new intro package. It showed him. It was, it was almost like a babyface intro package. Slightly narcissistic, but like, yeah, you believe this character comes in. He destroys Danhausen. Like I love Danhausen. He's I love him because he's one of those characters that's super over and he doesn't need to win. And I think it's good. You need guys like that. You know, guys that could be over, sell T-shirts. The crowd love him and they root for him even though they know he's not going to win. You know, and and that's fine. 
and Ricky Starks destroying him and still calling out and then Hook coming out. Beautiful. I love the concept of the great, great stuff there. And it, it and then honestly, I, I must be stupid. I didn't expect the heel turn. I didn't expect the I, I didn't either, but it was a good turn. Not. It was it a was good, good turn and, 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 the, the, and the and the promo um the claim did was good also. Problem was they didn't give us a few fucking minutes to breathe. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, but I love that at least the very simple fact that at least Acclaim was just doing a promo, setting up what they're going to be doing for stipulation, which is fine. Keep that storyline going because let me tell you, the Acclaim has gotten over fantastically. Uh, and the only reason why the Gun Club got over is because of Danhausen and the Ass Boys gimmick. And, and then the Acclaim took it to another level. And it was really great stuff. And it's good to see all these young talent getting those spots too. It's great. Uh and I loved it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it could breathe a little bit, but at the same time, it's like they only got two hours. It's it's you know structure a little bit better, but it was still fine. Oh, I'm fine boy. with it. I, I didn't. I, I didn't uh, feel like I, I didn't feel like it was like oh my god, uh, that was too fast. No, no, it's all right. It's like I, what I think is fast. It's so funny. Is Excalibur having to promote so much shit on one breath? It's hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> it's hysterical. That it's hysterical, and that needs to slow down as well. But that's a story. Well, the problem for... is he only has so much time. It's like he's got. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And commercial break. Jesus Christ! They even made jokes about it. Pull and they even make it. The they make a thing down. Uh, real and quick. I love that uh, guy. Good. Real quick. Uh, are you watching SummerSlam this Saturday? Absolutely not. Are you what watching was, SummerSlam uh, this Saturday? All right, I'm not watching it. No, why would I watch it? No. Oh boy, you know our the last news tidbit for the day: uh, WrestleMania 40 is going to be held in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, first, I saw you post about that. Yeah, for the first time since WrestleMania 15 in 1999. Oh wow, that's a long time. Well, you know why? Yeah, because that is a long time. Why? Because they want to make member of Vince's rule. WrestleMania has to be huge, massive, super stadiums. And so, I think, and I'm fine with that stadium because it's right across the street from the Wells Fargo Center, and it's about ten minutes away from the Amtrak. Yeah, it's still not going to work properly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go there. Um, cool. so Enjoy. do you think do you think we'll see some ECW influence on the Hall of Fame in 2024? I saw I saw people. Twenty uh, three. No, no, next year is going to be in Hollywood. Oh, the one after. Yeah, one after it will be a felony. There's no, I I wish they wouldn't have to wait till then, but I mean, how can you not do if you're going to do one in Philadelphia? How can't you do ECW guys? And honestly, like I was thinking about some names that should go in. I know people are saying Sabu, but I was thinking a name that needs to be in there. And I know he's not on the best terms with fans as of late, but honestly, he kind of deserves it. Is Tommy Dreamer? Yeah, he's the first guy I thought of. I think Tommy more. I mean, you want to talk about being like a loyalist to every place he's been. He's even when he was with WWE, he was loyal to them. He helped them. Like he he helped lie to the fucking ECW guys to get them to come for that shitty ass fucking ECW reboot show. Like 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 he was he was willing to do a lot. And I feel like uh, as much as you know, I, I feel like you know he defended Ric Flair. And he got a lot of flack for that. Whatever. I'm gonna let it go. Tommy at the end of the day. I feel like he's a really he deserves a lot for the business. He's done a lot for the business. And he he understands what he's doing. He's got a good sense of humor about himself and I feel like he has to go in. You got to put Tommy Dreamer in. Yes. You have to. And and by that time I just feel like I don't want to wait too long cuz a lot of ECW guys aren't around or are not healthy enough 
And by 2024 is a shit time to wait for people that may not be alive. Not saying that they're going to drop dead, but like, I don't feel Sabu is in any health condition to make it, make him wait much longer. You know what I mean? I feel like Sabu, like guys like that, you know, should be in sooner. I hopefully they do some kind of special wing where like, you know, had they have like the, like the old wrestlers, but like, Mike Awesome should be going in. You know, there's certain guys that I feel like, you know, give them the rub. I mean, they're gone anyway. And, uh, you know, I know who won't be in it ever. Who? Shane Douglas. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, That'll never happen. I think, um, what about Billy Kidman? See, I feel... As he's, from, as I he, like, he's from he's from the um, state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, he's he's popular, but I feel like, you know... There's certain wrestlers that will cruise away that I feel were more popular than him. Like guys really? like Gregory like yeah. Gregory Helms. Well, you know, yeah, Gregory Helms is more popular, but who we've not seen anyone do a shooting star press before Billy Kidman. On no, but, the on the um grand scale. Right, that's true. But I'm a big Kid Cash fan. I always felt like Kid Cash and uh Julio De Niro did lots of that stuff too. And obviously they weren't ECW, they weren't WWE guys, you know. Uh, but they had done it also that shit too, you know, and and on a I think uh as more m- well known in that company, you know, I feel like Billy Kidman was popular, but in WCW world, he didn't get popular till WWE. Yeah. He was popular in WCW, but they NWO and all those guys kind of just took the the sales out of all the cruiserweights. Sadly, you know, let's be real, let's call it what it is. You know, they was they were hogging up all the spots that these other guys that had killed their bodies didn't get fucking nothing. Uh, and I feel at the end of the day, like, you know, you know, Kid Cash, Super Crazy, all those guys, you know, they deserve some kind of spot. You know, uh, Psychosis, you know, guys like that. I'm I'm over here thinking of tag teams. Who's the, I'm thinking of tag teams that's in the Philly or Pennsylvania areas. Not too many. I, do we do, like, I guess if we're going with the ECW guys again, we do the Pitbulls? No, I mean, like, um, outside of the ECW guys. Because oh, if you're basing this on WWE, it'll be maybe one WWE or two ECW guy, yeah. guys and a few outside. Yeah, who is from Philly that, like, you know, I mean, lots of wrestlers are from Philly. You just got to remember who they are. Tag team-wise, I don't know. I mean, we got, that's something Wikipedia research and shit we'll have to do for next time. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's obviously somebody we're not thinking of. There's always tag teams that we're not thinking of. That There's so many. Who knows? They, I, I don't know. Like, it's... They're going to have to put somebody in, but they'll probably find a way of rehashing another version of the Horseman into like the fucking <laughs> Horseman. Dude, we should yeah. literally illegal watch that Ric Flair last match and do a stream on that. You know, my thing is, I don't, it says I don't even want to watch it. Like, I mean, it's cool. I love Jay Lethal. You know, I think Jay Lethal's fucking amazing. I think Andrade, basically, we know it's going to be Jay Lethal and Andrade carrying the whole match. Let's add, be real. add Jeff Jarrett. I mean, Jeff's in still a good condition, but I feel like it's going to be Andrade and Jay Lethal because they're the two most active wrestlers that can do something to eliminate the crowds, be interested in it, you know? And um, I don't want to, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to watch it. Like, I just don't want to see it. You know, I uh, I don't want to see it. Like, <laughs> not that I, I wouldn't, I would rather just watch Jay Lethal and Andrade have a match personally, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I think Jeff Jarrett is he's, he's fine, you know, but oof. Yeah, I would yeah. not pay I, I would literally not 
there's a whole card for it, but I would not oh, pay. I I would not pay dollars to watch it. Is it actually being like I it sounds so stupid to say, but people actually it's gonna be on pay per view or some shit. Like it's gonna be on fight. Oh, it's gonna be, it's a fight exclusive, right? Yes. So what does that mean? It's like a thirty forty dollar. I'm not fucking paying forty dollars. See, look out of here. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Huh? Thank you, Rob, for coming on to speak Comic Con and the wrestling world. We'll yes, be back. Sir. We'll be back next week to give our reactions. No, 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 no. Nope. I oh, wait, you're going to be at you're going to be at um PowerCon. AEW. I'm going to be at PowerCon and AEW next week. So, uh, next week I'm out, and then I come back the week after. But I'm still on vacation, so I'm still be doing stuff. So I'll be like doing like basically I'm doing the trip. So I'm going to do Hershey Park and all that shit. And then on my way back, I'm just gonna do a lot of, like local stuff for the last week, you know, because I'm probably gonna be broke ass when I come back. So <laughs> but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be busy doing stuff with the family. So yeah, well, so give me like I'll, like after the 15th of August, I'll be back, and then we could do stuff then. Awesome, uh, enjoy your vacation, man. You seriously, be yeah. Ready. Oh, I, it's fucking it's miserable. It's <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>